What up, this is DJ EFN, Miami's Mixtape King, Crazy Hill Productions, one half of the Drink Champs, and it's behind backstage right now. Listen, stay tuned, let's do it, lock in. It's your boy DJ Newkirk, the king of podcasts. You are now listening to Behind Backstage. It's your boy DJ Nuker, the King of Podcasts. I'm sitting here with one of the historians of hip hop DJs down here in Miami. Still a daggone historian, hip hop DJ to this day, man. Oh, man. I had so many daggone opportunities and pleasures to go ahead and work with him, be in clubs with him, every daggone thing else. But I wanted to go ahead and welcome Mr. DJ EFN. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yes. We, got, we got to set the stage for your listeners just in case they hear all these noises. We want to <laughs> set the stage and and so they can envision what's going on here. We're in the back of Blackbird Ordinary. It's a venue that, I, that I've dealt with yes. a lot in Miami, yes. Florida, here in the Brickell area. And they just built this new, and I'm not, I, don't, I have nothing to do with the venue, so I'm not promoting it. <laughs> but it is my people's. They just built this uh, roof over their backyard, and we got this big AC unit blasting air. We got the Metro Rail or Metro Mover running around us. So there's a lot of noises going on. So I just want your listeners to know that it's not poor sound quality. It's just that we in it right now that's it that's we it, it. now it. it's not it's not what you call seeing in trains through your studio like by the studio like the, and stuff the like Elliot wilson train? Elliot wilson right. ain't doing that is it yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man if y'all didn't hear drink chance make sure you tune in to listen to drink chance one of the funniest hip-hop dog going do y'all consider this comedy too I think we're more comedy than anything else right yeah, yeah. I, he's got I, the story yeah we're we're definitely not journalists I don't think in a sense I mean, we are, we are, but by accident, you know, we, <laughs> we, I feel that there's too many great podcasts that do a real serious journalistic job, right. Right. getting those nuts and bolts and storylines, proper details of artists or whatever the hell they, they cover in. Right. That's not us. Right. You know, we're not trying to be that. Right. We're trying to have a fun, fun. conversation, but the fact that A, there's alcohol. Right. Yes. And B, there's an artist, a legendary artist. And a DJ that, that I've been around for a long time, and we have these different backstories with these people, you're going to get some real, like, like stories that you've never heard before. Right. And there's going to be some, 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 some gems that come out of that conversation. Right. But yeah. it's, it's definitely not, you know, journalistic. I just think it's disrespectful to real journal. Right. Real right. journalists. Well, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I could say one thing. Some people, a lot of artists, a lot of DJs, and a lot of different people go ahead and change when they get to a certain platform. Right. But you still DJ FN, that same DJ FN that I knew back, what, almost 20 years ago. I hope so. Yeah. Seemed <laughs> like the same dude I knew that daggone long ago. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? So what made you go ahead and just keep a straight head and not go ahead and change up on people? I mean, we, I come from nothing. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we literally, you know, we call Miami the bottom. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? We know hip hop and specific to hip hop. We're like the stepchildren of hip hop in Miami, the way that the industry was originally, you know, like they never really respected like the, Miami. the South and little less Miami. Like Miami 
it's like even the stepchild to the south, you know, because yes. of the, all the Caribbean and Latin infusion. They was like, I don't even think that's the south, you know what I'm saying? But we are at the bottom. We are all the way to the south. You know, damn near. You know, stand yeah. up. So, I mean, I just, I always, you know, felt like that, you know, I had that. I put that on my back. I always wanted to represent that. And no matter where I went, like, I always know, like, you know, tomorrow's never promised. Right. So there's no need to, to get an ego because you can go up and you can go just as fast down. Right. So I'd rather just be consistent. And, and, and you know, and, and I have my friends, like, my, my friends, my crew Crazy Hood consists of people from high school era. Mm. So trust me that if I, if I ever were to get some kind of an ego, they would check it in a minute. Right. Or my girl would check it in a minute. Or my mom's going to check it in a minute in Spanish. <laughs> So there's no need for none of that. You know what I'm saying? Let's just work. Let's rep the crib. Let's rep the crew. You know, let's, let's, let's try to do right by our families and, and, and build careers, but with integrity, you know, the best to our ability. Mm-hmm. And let's have some fun while we're doing it, too. I do believe in having fun. You know what yes, yes, of course. Of course. I mean, this is weird thoughts, by the way. Weird thoughts. What's going on? What's going on? Drink Champ Sports. He's, he, you know, he's going to be a part of the Drink Champ Sports That's podcast. All right. Yeah. Drink Champ Sports up in the building, man. Angle. I'm trying to bring a different angle. Athletes can't drink and have fun as much. So we have <laughs> but you're going to drink for them. have to button up the shirt, but I'm going to be <laughs> drinking more, yeah. Right. And, and he's one of those friends, I tell you, he's been there since day one, since, since the day that I, that I thought of the company Crazy Hood Productions, which is the company that we have, and, and he was there from day one. Yeah, you have Crazy Hood and Who's Crazy. What's the difference between those two companies? Or is it two different companies or that was just two different now, platforms? Crazy Hood Productions is the company uh-huh. and Who's Crazy is like our slogan. And okay. it's rhetorical. Like, who's crazy with all a question mark? We crazy. <laughs> yeah, you crazy. Can. We all crazy. Like, the world is crazy. Right. Yeah. You know, actually, shit got crazier since we were saying that because I think Donald Trump's Trump. done <laughs> crazier than all of us, goddamn. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Can we curse? I don't know. Can we curse? Yeah, you curse. Uh, of course. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, real talk. So from there, I mean, we came from New York, moved down here. You, UB, um, Mega Mix, a lot of different people show open arms to me rather than going ahead and standing back, like standing off because some sometimes people do that from New Yorkers and stuff like that. Right. But you guys always show love to me no matter what. Right. So I truly, number one, I appreciate that. Without, you know what I'm saying? And number two, you're still doing your thing. Again, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you, everything like that. Appreciate it. And I'm sorry, I didn't say your name again. I'm Weird Thoughts. Weird Thoughts. Drink Chance Sports. If you see me in the street, you can call me Paul. 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 Paul I'm I'm the one syllable dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Paul's coming through with a whole new aspect of sports. Mm -hmm. Now, um, we wanted to go ahead and start talking about Senior Frog. Is that what you wanted to jump at? (laughs) I see her with a smile on her face. In in Miami Beach, right? Yeah, Yeah, the one we had in Miami Beach. Yeah, Pitbull all of them down there at that time. Yeah, um, I went on ahead and I I came down. I was about 20 years old then. So, you know, of course, my ID was just like, they're like, nah, you can't come in. And then you were like, no, she, she's with me. She's with me. And then Pitbull was like, come on. And he just grabbed me. But for me, at that time, that was like my highlight, especially because I produce and I song right, I rap. Right. So I looked at it and I was like, wow. I was just like, you know, it just felt good going in. And you guys just embraced me and showed so much love. Um, other than that, the first time I saw you, uh, was on um, the basement. Oh, Tigger. Tigger. Yeah. Yep. He was with yeah, me in New York. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and, I was, yeah. I was one step away from him. They didn't let everybody get on camera. <laughs> now, Gotta let the brother stag yeah. go and be seen. Now, what's too. that? Did you, um, did you already know Tigger? 
Or was it something oh, no. that you, they just put you on there? Yeah, no, they reached out to me because of what I was doing with the mixtape game out mm-hmm. here. And they, they asked me to come on the show. I mean, I'm sure there's more of a story to that, but I have mm-hmm. a thing called Bacardi Brain that, okay. that doesn't allow me to remember. <laughs> all so I'm sure there's someone Throwback. that I should be shouting out that helped right. me get to that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they just hit me up and I did, I did uh, two episodes. And the craziest thing about those episodes is that it was like a day or two before 9-11. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It was and, serious. It yeah. Was, yeah. And then we f- we flew back from New York and we actually visited the 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 towers yes. while we were there. Oh, you guys were there when it happened? No, no, no. no. Oh, no. We flew the day before. Oh, yeah, back. The day before. I woke up in the morning to that happening. Yeah. Coming oh. back from New York on American Airlines, yeah. which is one of the you know the yeah, airlines. Yeah, yeah, that one of airlines. And I was like, what? I was just there, and I mean, it just it was crazy. And that because that happened. It caused for them to delay the release of those episodes by like mm. six months. Wow! And uh, and those episodes came out six months later. But yeah, but that was that's why I always remember nine eleven. You know what? I think everybody remembers that because for me, I had an army recruiter on the way to my house at the moment that happened. He called me. He came up in the driveway. He was like, "I'm here." I was like, "Nah, you can go ahead and turn back around. You see what's happening." <laughs> you already- He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I was like, "No," I said, "Get out my driveway." Yeah. <laughs> But no, that, that was serious. We, B- we B- me and her went up there and saw the and saw the the grubble. I mean, the cru- you know, the, everything they still yeah, working the on that yeah, the rubble. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. thank you. BT Studios was within a block or two of everything, so that whole area was affected. And we were there for about four days, and we even thought of almost taking a flight the next day because yeah, because E was busy and we didn't. So we flew in, and it was it was terrible. Wow. It was, it was it terrible. Was terrible, man. Yeah. To wake up to that news after we just flew, my my heart. Your heart had to right. drop. Because I was like, that could have been us, you know? It's a lot of times that happens to us, yeah. all of us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We like, damn, I was just there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was just yeah. there. But now, all right, I'm home safe, but my man's got killed or yeah. somebody else's got hurt or whatever it may be. Somebody got shot. And you look back at it, it's like, damn, thank God I wasn't there. I don't want that to happen to him right. or her, whoever it could have been. Right, right, right. Like, damn, yeah. couldn't believe it, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, that goes on in life. And I, I mean, I worked for the airline. I worked for Southwest at that time. And I was going to college at the same time. So when I looked at that, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, dudes whose phones was ringing in the, in the classroom. They ain't allowed phones to be ringing in the classroom. They turned it off. They made us turn them all off. Right. And then when we went ahead and people start answering their phones and what? Oh my gosh, is so and so okay? Is so and so okay? And people just left out of the damn school. Yeah. That was it. I didn't even have to go to work that day because they shut down the airport. I think everybody stopped. Yeah. Everybody stopped. That shit looked like a movie, though. It was yeah, insane. Everybody got the it same phone call. That's how it crazy was so it was. Unreal. It was yeah. unreal. Yeah. Everybody, got it was the, so everybody unreal. was able surreal. to turn it on and see surreal. the second yes, plane come in. Yeah. 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 Rest and soul, everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you know, for everyone out there that lost their life, your family that lost their life, man. God bless all you guys. Um, I'm gonna just go ahead and jump into reggaeton, man. You was on that oh. reg- you was on that <laughs> yeah. reggaeton mix. I just want to we gotta lighten it up yeah. somewhat. You was doing some things with reggaeton too, weren't you? Not I know no. UB yeah, was we and stuff like that. I was not the guy. Are oh, you gonna do reggaeton? <laughs> I was no. actually. I'm, I I never liked the reggaeton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never liked it. I I went to Puerto Rico uh, years ago. We went and I met a lot of the dudes that that were, are part of that like pioneered that movement. Right. And they took us to a club. I forget the name of the club at this moment. Yeah, it was but, dark and smoggy. We don't And know. it was reggaeton <laughs> playing. It was like and you know the, 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 and I was like, 
yo, this is crazy. And then they were telling, like, we walked out the club, and I was like, all right, I, I mean, I get it. It's like reggae in Spanish, but it's right. the same beat over and over again. Right. These guys in Spanish are pretending to be Jamaican with the patois. <laughs> I guess. But the like, club was to thick. Each their yeah. Own. yeah, no, it was thick. It was thick, you know. And then they were, my boy, who was one of the producers, his name is uh, Echo. He's a huge producer in that world. Okay. But he was also a, like a Spanish hip-hop producer. Ah, okay. And so they have this, to this day, and back then, they have a battle because the real diehard, like, Spanish-speaking Latino hip-hop fans, they wanted to do straight-up hip-hop. But then okay. reggaeton came around and started to, to make a lane for them that was more successful and more lucrative. So he tells me when we come out this club, and mind you, I don't, this is years before it ever comes to America. Yeah. Right. He's like, this is going to be the the, next, like the next thing in America. And I'm like, and I mean, yeah, even, right. mind <laughs> you, thinking it. you, Puerto Rico's think America, but you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. mainland America. Yeah. Right. He's like, this is going to be big in America. And I'm like, get out of here, bro. <laughs> this is the murder she wrote looped over and over again, right. and the guys pretend to be Jamaican. Get out of here. Right. And then he's like, watch. I couldn't believe it. Fast forward. I'm in New York with Nori, and we're in the studio, and Nori starts pretending to do like reggaeton. Like Not yeah. pretending. He does Doing like a verse. Yeah. He does a verse. It. But it's before that comes out. He does a verse, and he and I'm thinking he's clowning. Yeah. And I'm right. like, ah. I have this on film, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, you clowning. No, he was dead serious. <laughs> serious. But he made some money off of yeah. that, too. He's the reason. He's the person that led. Oh, so he fucked up dad going to the United States with reggaeton I mean, other than Puerto Rico. It was yeah, Nori's damn Nori's fault. fault. So you know what? We're going at you, Nori. We got some problems right now. Yeah. And matter but, of fact, let me go ahead and clear this shit up right now. I said it to you, but I want Nori, if he get a chance to hear this shit, I said to Nori about three damn times, you'll tell EFN I said what's up. Nori, make sure you tell EFN I said what's up. He Nori. never told me. <laughs> Nori, make sure you get at EFN. Let me know what's up. I know you're doing drink temps and everything right now. It's going good. I'm happy for you guys. Yo, let him know I said what's up. Okay, okay. Because I would run into him at the airport all the time. Because <laughs> he would come off of United and shit. I would run into him right. all the time. He stays on United. I run into him all the damn time, man. I was like, yo, Nori, man, make sure you know what I'm saying. Matter of fact, one time, because I was still working at the airport, so one time he runs... He get dropped out by this homeboy. He's like, oh, shit, I'm late. So now I got you. Printed up his boarding pass, ran him through security, everything. Got him through. You know what I'm saying? Right. I ain't going to tell him what tip he gave me. But <laughs> I ain't going to tell you. But it was just that. I was like, make sure you let EFN know. I said, what's up? Because I didn't have your phone number. But she found my old black book that had every damn body numbers in it. It was the same damn number. My number's the same. Your number was the same, I dog. Number, man. I was like, I changed wow. my shit every three months. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I bad. ran into EFN at um Rolling Louis. Loud. Rolling Loud. Yeah. We ran into yeah. him at Rolling Loud. And we was like, yo. I was like, yo, I gotta get you in the podcast. EFN was like, all right, that's what's up. We can do it. I was like, all right, I'm gonna call you. He's like, yeah, I had the same number for a while, man. I don't see why you couldn't reach me before. <laughs> <laughs> so we always show love, man. But but real quick, actually. Going back on the reggaeton thing. Because My bad. I did. I did go to. No, no, it's okay. I'm used to it. I, I do a podcast with Nori. So, <laughs> so I, I don't hate on on the movement. It just wasn't my thing. It was never my thing necessarily. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I love people. Go get your money. Go do your thing. I just never understood it. Like it wasn't my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it then, really wasn't my thing either. Yeah. So, and then, so then um, Pitbull got into it. 
He did for a second, but he he built his own lane all All by himself, all together. together. But he got into it, and then he just like he got into. But I'm wondering, what do you think? Why why you think he couldn't make it in true hip hop? Like, I mean, he had lyrics, he was spitting, he was doing this thing. So why couldn't? Why you think they ain't try to go ahead and let him in that lane of just hip hop rather than him going ahead and making his own new lane? I think he made a. I think he made a conscious decision. And saw that there was an opportunity for him to be something bigger than hip hop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He's still hip hop. Like no matter yeah, what yeah, he does, he's still hip hop. Yeah. But I'm not mad at him because you know Pitbull is like it's like an Oprah Winfrey of like Latin, you know, urban yeah. Latin world. Like yeah. he he's a he's a movement. Yeah. And and he's who knows how much money he's making now. Right. 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 He's making Walmart money. You know. <laughs> so. I'm not mad at that, you know. Like he, he saw an opening, and 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 I have a lot of respect for Pitt because I didn't even believe in Pitt when he first came out. You didn't? I'm completely honest about it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Like I helped, like I, I, you know, he was on my mixtapes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, he did stuff with me. Um, but I was like, because we had an artist Garcia. Yeah, Garcia. Another yeah. Cuban from Miami. Right. And Garcia, Garcia was ripping spitting. it. Now Garcia, Garcia was ripping lyrics. it on another yeah. level. And too. you know, and I felt like Pitt, you know, in the, at the time was like uh, he could be a little bit better lyrically. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, you know, there should be, and and it doesn't even be have to be Garcia. I just wanted the representation from Miami as a Cuban right. to just be. I wanted them, them lyrics. You wanted the real but lyrics. But that's what I want. I just wanted lyrics. Like I want you to spit that. It right. seemed like you almost can't have it no more. It's only a few right. artists you can get it from now. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. so I tell you. So like when Pitt was coming around, like I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm. You know, I don't necessarily believe in what you know. Like I feel like you need to improve yourself. And then his manager, which is my homie too, teach. Mm-hmm. I even told. Him, I was like, I don't know, man. But this is the thing about Pitt, and this is why I have so much respect for him. Like, he is just a workhorse. He's going right. to outwork you, and he's going to go, and he's going to go, and he believes in his movement. And the thing about people like that is, and, and, and the thing is, this is a very important part to it, and he's humble at the same time. Right. He's a workhorse. Seen him in a minute. He's, seen he's him in a humble. He's polite. He's he, you know he remembers names. Yeah. He, he's, he's cool. With everybody. He'll talk to the janitor. Talk to so. When you see a person like that, then you got to say to yourself, okay, this guy's moving no matter what. (laughs) So either you're going to be a hater and block that person or you're going to be like, you know what, man? Why should I hate? You're you're, you're from my city. You're moving. You're Cuban like me. I'm going to be a part of this too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to block this. So I became a part of that movement as well, and we worked a lot together. And, I mean – Everything he's gotten, I've seen him do it, and he deserves it. And so many people that hated on him, this is the illest thing. Even though he knew they hated on him, once, with him? You know, <laughs> once he popped, because, you know, he had two waves. He had the one that he was popping, mm-hmm. you know, when Kulo came out, mm-hmm. and he was coming up, and then, and then people were like, oh, damn. And then he, then TNT, the TVT records went yeah, down. Right. Yeah, so TVT he had like down, that. So, so yeah, everybody yeah. thought it was over for him. You know, and I was talking to him around that time, and we were talking, and then he came out of that. So he had two waves where people were hating on him. What he did is, even though you hated on him, he still came back to you and showed you even more love because right. those people came back with their tails between their legs. Right. Like, yes. Oh, please, Pitbull, t- d- give me a drop or do something. Hey, help me. And he came back, showed them even more love. Right. And then what happens is those people are like now for life indebted Good. to him because, yeah. you know, that, that's, I just I thought that was so smart of him. Yeah. yeah. You know, like not to take it personal. And to understand, this is business. Yeah. Yes. I, you didn't see it? Cool. Maybe you didn't see it twice? Cool. But the second time, then he knows he has them 
for life, and these people champion him now forever. And this is why he is where he's at now. Right. No, I mean, I respect Pitbull 100%, man. I even thought Pitbull, it wasn't, it wasn't that he was a bad rapper or anything. I mean, he did the welcome. Remember, he did the welcome to Miami drink. Yeah. And it was like after after um, Ludacris did, and after yeah. he did the welcome to Miami, it was like, okay, Pitbull took the same beat, flipped it. She was playing on, yeah, just playing he was on, on everybody's beat. Mixtape style. Yeah. No, he was working. Yeah, he, he was. He was working, guys. He really was. Yeah. It was almost like how, you know, how Lil Wayne took over at one point, yeah. and it was just like he was on everybody's song, but that Pitbull was already doing that. Yeah, he, he got, I remember he got, that just coming down to South Florida and just visiting, yeah. and I would just hear him just rapping, and I'm just like, wow, I'm just like, he's on everybody's song. We was well, seeing it was him dope. A, since a little so, kid. We saw him, we was at the Mixtape Awards in New York, mm-hmm. and he performed. And it was like Cool Herc was on the stage. Um, Ghostface was performing that night. Mob Deep was performing. And I remember when he came on, everybody was dissing him. In, really? In, in the audience. And we was from Miami, so we was like, hell. Yeah, I was so mad we as hell. Yeah. We, all, we had the all, <laughs> going all six of us. We were like, yeah. fuck that, man. We're going to rep for the city like yeah. it's only us. And we got it's it only, documented. That's yeah, we, we have it documented. Like, even Teach, his manager, was like, yo, can you send me that footage? And you didn't give me any credit when you Teach. posted it. But... But it's ill, it's ill, and you see, you even see like like a uh, cool Herc in the background. Everybody's just looking at Pitt, like, like what is this? So he was just doing regular hip hop before he was doing reggaeton at that time. Well, right. I, well, he didn't really, he didn't do that much reggaeton. But what he was doing at that point, when he this specific show, he was doing the little John movement, which was like you know more of that South. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so imagine we're at the mixtape awards in New York, and it's winter, it's snowing, everybody's got their goose downs and everything, right. and you got Mob. It's the same showcase with Mob Deep and Ghostface. You got Paul Herc on stage, and then you got Pitt coming out to this little John remix. Like, the crowd was like, everybody was just like, this shit don't belong here. But he killed it. Yeah. And then, you know, it, I think it was only right that us being Miami From folks Miami, there, yeah. we going to rep. And we, yeah. everybody was stone cold. We was like, we was yeah. bouncing. We was going yeah. in. We was like, he did a, He did a freestyle. Yeah, you know? Ooh, Ooh, you saved that. Was that was close. He did a freestyle. <laughs> you killed oh, it almost, you and you that? saved it at the oh, same time. Nobody saw that. All right. <laughs> he did a freestyle, and then he dropped the beat. So everybody that heard him freestyle, like we knew what time it was, they might have understood what he was saying, but he said it real clear. And then he said, all right, let's fuck with it. Then when they dropped the beat, now the, some half of the New York crowd knew what it was, but nobody was really... Nobody was really. They wasn't playing Little John like Listen, that. Listen, I'm going to have to step up and say I was holding the camera, right? So while I'm holding the camera, <laughs> we panned the whole vibe. Okay. And only six people raising their hands, and that was us. Yeah, but no, we was we rocking. Was but we then when he love. finished, everybody showed up. There was no love. way we were going to let our right. brethren be on stage, right? you know, from our city, and we wasn't going to show gonna love. Represent. And yeah. him here, somebody say, ooh, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, we're going in, you know? No, I agree. Yeah, I agree, you man. Definitely gotta do that. Yeah. And then, and put, I mean, he always showed love to, like you just said, he showed love to everybody in Miami. Humblest dude in the world. I, I guarantee, like, we don't talk much now because he's such a big, big artist. Sire, yeah. But I guarantee you, if he were to walk in right now, it'd be like if we just saw him when right. you know back in the right. Senior Frog days. Yeah. Because he's that kind of a person, you know, guaranteed. Yeah, it's just almost like when you pick up with yeah. old friends. Yeah, That's and it. I, and I don't get butt hurt over like. Oh, people be like, you still talk to Pitt? I'll be like, nah, but I get it. Like, yeah, he's busy. Motherfuckers doing Oprah Winfrey shit. Let him yeah, live. What the fuck busy, you going to talk yeah. to me for? You know what I'm saying? He got to build orphanages in fucking Swahili. Like, let him <laughs> live, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy for him, too. Like I said, I'm really happy for you. I'm really happy for him, too. Because I look at where I don't, I mean, I know you started way before me. You know what I'm saying? And right. your dad going game, period. But 
I look at shit like that, and when you make it, why not go ahead and say, yo, I'm, I'm happy for that person instead of you hating on that person right, and shit? Because right. when you go ahead and hate on somebody, that's just, all that shit's going to come back to you two times one. Absolutely. Worse, karma's one. a bitch. Yeah. yeah, karma's a damn bitch. But when I see somebody doing good, that's why I can't understand if it's black, if it's white. I'm well, it's not usually white. But if it's black, if it's Hispanic, whatever it may be, you go like, damn, why? Why are you hating on them? Why don't you just go ahead and give them a clap? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, be happy for them. They doing something. Now, yeah, it was right. your turn to go ahead and work at it and do it. It's not saying that, oh, well, I can't do it, but he's doing it. I'm going to be mad at him. You know? Right. Like, and if you don't like what someone's doing, right. rather than hate, just do, do, what, do what you think they should be doing. Right. right. You do it then. You know what I'm no, saying? I, That's it. I remember we had the opportunity, man. Matter of fact, you remember that time we was uh, with DJ Suicide. He was doing that mix CD in, um, I think it was at UB's um, studio. Okay. It was me, you, Deuce Poppy was there, Rick Ross. Um, damn, who else was there? It was so many different artists inside there. Because I think uh, DJ Suicide was going to drop that mix CD. It was at somebody's Jam. crib, not at the studio, like a studio studio. It was, it was that, a, a was studio it? inside of a crib, yeah. Yeah, somebody's crib. Okay. Yeah, was yeah, it Mega yeah. Mix's crib? Might have been. It's, oh, I think UB's it was UB's crib. crib. I think they had UB's the records crib. on the wall, right? Yeah. If it was across the I police think, station, was it? it was UB's crib. I think, <laughs> I bro, I ain't going to front. This, this dude right here was drinking me under the table. So he was drinking a Bacardi, right? I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get another bottle. So I brought him a bottle. I'm going to get another bottle. I come back. I try to keep up with dad going, this motherfucker? Bro, my artist had to my artist had to go ahead and drive me home. I was done. They had to carry me out and drive me home. Drink chance, baby. I couldn't outdrink them. I wasn't even trying to outdrink them. I just couldn't outdrink them. And normally, my little skinny ass was able to go ahead and outdrink motherfuckers. And people would be like, "What the hell happened?" Like, and people would be like, "Yo, how the hell can he drink that much?" You know what I'm saying? Like me. Right. But when we were there at that plate, yo, it was like, nah, man. man I was early. done. I was stumbling. My artist was one on this side, other on this side, walking me out and shit. Our training, so, our training session. And we was, was in Hialeah. About... We was in Hialeah. Yeah, that definitely had to be you be then. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. We was in our training years of drink chance was what is it? Well, MD forty forties. Yeah, MD twenty twenty. MD twenty twenty. Yeah. The, the, what they call the liquid cocaine. Yeah. We used to drink anything. Cisco. Cisco. Saint yeah. Ives. All, all together. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Horrible. Tastes like tastes like cough syrup. Oh now, my man. god, that's bad. That's the original scissor. Yeah. Yes. yes, it is. Um, what was I about to ask you? Oh, I know what it yells. Who who was your the the best DJ that you actually looked up to and still look up to maybe yeah, right now? I mean, there was no one particular. There was a bunch of DJs. So, like, Dre was someone I, you know, I looked up to. You know, NWA was one of my, my favorite groups of all time. Is one of my favorite groups of all time. Terminator X from Public Enemy. Okay. Um, DJ Premier. Uh, Craze locally, you know, is one of them. Um, Jazzy Jeff is another one. Yeah, like, all those DJs originally. And, I mean, even the Grandmaster Flash and, and the Cool Hercs, but... But, you know, after really and truly, those other guys were like more more my generation. And I, I went back and and looking at the Grandmaster Flight and the Cool Hercs, you know, and, and respecting what they brought to the table and what they did. They, they Without them, we wouldn't have us. Right. So but I mean, definitely like the Dre's, the Jazzy Jeffs, the Terminator X's, the Cut Creators, which is LL's DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the DJs that I looked up to. Please be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Behind Backstage. 
Also, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. If you need to reach us, you can hit us at BehindBackstagePodcast at gmail.com. DJ Newkirk, man, I'm back from the quick intermission that we just did have. Um, sitting here with one of the daggone greatest uh, DJs here, historical DJs here in South Florida, man. Miami, man. And just South Florida, too, period, man. The man don't just stay in Miami. He moves around. Um, as well as I'm sitting here next to one of his, one of his homeboys. That's My cohorts. Been, his cohorts. Oh, it's me, Weird Thoughts, Strength Chance Sports. To get back in what we were talking about, what's the best interview that you have done? You and Nori has done so far in Drink Champs, and normally you're there for a lot of the recordings, right? Right, right, right. And after he finished, I want to know what's the best one that you have seen, too. So, I, know, I know Amber Rose is just on not too long ago. I know she was finding there. So I'm just saying, like, who was the best, not the finest? The best. The, the, be- <laughs> the, best, the best one for me was 50 Cent. Yeah, 50s was nice. Because I didn't expect it to be what it was. Like, you know, you, I was thinking 50 going to come there with his guard up, you know, be all like bully style. Like, right. just want to get through the interview and maybe attacking people, you know, like be apprehensive. Nah, man. 50 came dolo, number one. Right. You know, maybe okay. he had like two homeboys that were not, they were from Miami. Yeah, and one of them was a barber. Sure. Yeah, regular dudes, like, you know, from around the area. We, we were recording a little Haiti. And he just came there and he just, he was, you could tell, like, he came drink champs ready. Like, he came to have fun and then he don't drink. Nah, y'all got yeah. him to drink. No, but this is where his genius comes in. Okay. He has his own vodka, effing vodka. Right. Which he just sold his portion for 60 million, by the yes. way. Dang. And this is where he's a genius. He doesn't drink, but he's like, if I am going to drink, I'm, I'm going to drink on the Drink Champs my own product. <laughs> yeah. That is so genius of him. Is. That is genius. Product and, placement. And he like got you. nice. He got, yes. he, he, was, he got tipsy. And he just had fun with us, man. And we could talk to him freely and talk shit. And he, you know, he, he was just, it was just a fun interview. We had a lot of fun with him. And, it was, and the reason why it was the best for me is because it was so unexpected that it would be so much fun. With 50, you know, like I, did, I really didn't. I had met him maybe one other time briefly, um, and I just didn't expect it to be so much fun. And that, that's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. that's cool. What yeah. about you? One of my favorite episodes, um, I want to say the Pete Rock and premiere. Mm-hmm. To hear those yeah. different experiences, you know, from the DJ side of things, it was, it was excellent. You know, we all grew up to their music. So even as fans, I would just to sit there and listen to what they're saying was, was unique for me. You know, I love everything that, that, that whole process was dope. And, and we were celebrating, what was it, the 50 million? The flag? Uh, yeah, 50 20, million. No, that was 25 million. Oh, 25 million, million yeah. listens. So it all came together as a special moment, you know, and I took it in like that. You know, Karis One was one of my favorites. Karis One was and, amazing, um, yeah. and not Yo, he, you had like a tennis ball for Karis One or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, we saw him perform out here. Um, we went to a lot of the early shows for a lot of the artists their first time in Miami. Right. First time for Biggie. First nope. time for Redman. First time for Wu-Tang. Nori. Or you brought we Nori. brought Nori, Nori, Nori for Nori his first solo here. show okay. in Miami. You know, first time for, for Tribe Called Quest. For Nas, time, for Ill Outcast, Scratch. Like, Nasa. all of these. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 were, we were fans, you know. We were, and we were active, you know, the fans. We were, we were very involved in the scene. And that's why we hence became involved. Even more as as making it a career for ourselves, but it was the first time we saw him in Karis One. Oh, Karis One, the, the the ball. Yeah. So we had the, he had this show at this place called the Carver Center in okay. Liberty City. Okay. Right. And it was like a an abandoned movie theater. Oh. Okay. Made a hip hop club. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So 
the only way that, you know, this was flyers we promoted. For some reason, the cops shut it down. Mm. So we had this underground station, which was on public access, um, the Rhythm Rocker. Yeah, Funk Box. The Funk Box. So when we see the cops, we all can't get to the, to the club. We all turn on the Funk Box, and the Rhythm Rocker's like, fuck, fuck the cops. The, the show's being moved to this other spot, right, which is now Wynwood area. Right. But back then, Zulu Nation had, like, this warehouse spot. And so he's like, this is where the show's going to be moved. So we all go to this spot. Mind you, they just turned this place on. The AC wasn't pumping. Nothing was pumping. They didn't even have equipment. They had, like, regular speakers from your crib. Yeah, house speakers, like... Eight-inch house yeah. speakers. So we, we all pile into the, Everybody piles in. It's hot as hell in there. They have the speakers that suck. And then Karaswin comes in, and he comes in. Ah, he's going crazy. And everybody's like, oh. Wait, 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 wait. Right before that, it's so special. We were there. He walks in. And he's tall. He's a, he's a tall dude. Mm-hmm. He walks in. And I'm looking at him like, this is one. And he says, he walks in, and he says, I'm going to rock this shit. <laughs> <laughs> then he jumped on stage. Because to me, I think he's, he's thinking this is like his, like back in the days for him. This yeah. Is, this that right. Like an audience, uh, auditorium. It was so crazy. People, it was so hot, number one. And we were so packed in that people started fainting. They were yeah. fainting oh, wow. in the audience. Wow. And then one of the things that Karis used to do back in those days is he used to sign these tennis balls and then just start throwing them in the audience. I got two of them. You know what I'm saying? Like he threw... I don't know. I don't know if I got both of them that day. Maybe he I done jumped up. He done jumped up. I mean, up was he tossing them or throwing them? He ain't hit nobody in the head. No, no, he was <laughs> not. No, we were this. We were as close as we yeah. are. He I mean, and mind you, it, the, the the speakers didn't do justice because they were horrible. Yeah. It was his voice. The show was just crazy because it was just literally his voice that right. was we were hearing. And South Florida showed him a lot of love yeah, at that oh time. Yeah. Because, Underground compound. Yeah, that's the that scene we come from. No, 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 no. Underground compound was a spot that it got moved from. Okay. Okay. And but now I'm, we're in the Zulu spot. All right, go back. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. What? No, no, no. He threw, the, he threw the, the tennis balls in the audience. This was like 93, 92, 92 93. 92. And then um, I had those tennis balls. I, I put them away. And then we had the chance to interview him. And you showed it to and him. I got I to gotta show love to, um, oh, what's this dude's oh, name? Oh, Trey was another special one. But what, What's the dude's name that does the artifacts? Babe, do you, the, the guy that I look up to from Canada, they always gives people stuff. Ah, Nardwar. Okay. That dude does incredible interviews. He's always giving people like, like stuff like old vintage vinyl or whatever. Oh, that's cool. So I, I follow his interviews and I, and I was like, oh man, I'm going to do that. Something like that in our interviews because I got things. Right. So I brought, you know, people kind of clown me now and they joke around. Nori jokes. Nori joke. But I mean, I think it's, I'm like, Yo, look, hey, Karis, look, I, I got this. Remember this? And he was, and you know, I thought that was special, you know, for him yeah, to see that. Definitely. That, that the ball that he threw to a kid. Back in those days, resurfaces yeah. right now on Drink Champs. Like, yeah. this is what you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would help many, inspire like 30 me, years you know? later. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, and that's then, really no, it wasn't 30. Hold on, hold on. I mean, all right, 20. <laughs> 30 years. 20 years later. We're not that old. We're not 20, that old. I did the math 20, real quick. Right, 15, I wasn't 10 out that motherfucker. 15 yeah. years later. <laughs> I'm 42 anyway. years old for the record. <laughs> now, uh, we have interviewed uh, Press P on here, man. We see how great Press P is doing, right? He's great, man. So what do you think about Press B, man? I mean, he's nah, doing he's his dope, thing man. right like, now. Nah, he's dope. He's got the joint that's on um, on Moonlight soundtrack. Right. right. You know, uh, and they got, you know, best one best picture. So hence his song gets, you know, nominated and awarded yeah. or whatever. But nah, Press B's the homie, man, the whole squad. Uh, and nah, those are, that's family for me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They're cool. on my, he's on my album uh, another time. 
and and him and Denzel Curry and all the all the guys coming out of Miami, yeah. man. Like total respect for all those guys. That's cool. Yeah. Now you still doing your mix CDs or did you go ahead and stop? Stop doing mixtapes a long time ago because that culture changed. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no you need to upload them on yeah. damn that. Pitch. But I did a, I did my first original album in 2015, which is like a studio album, original music, not a mixtape. Kind of like a, a Khaled or like yeah, like like DJ Drama, or Drama Khaled or Funk Flex. Or yeah, Funk yeah, Flex. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I always wanted to do that. What but was that? What was that called? It's called Another Time. Another Time. Go ahead. Yeah. Actually, damn, I was going to bring you a copy. I'll, I'll make sure I send you a copy. Okay. And I got to give you a bottle of Colombian white. That was something else I wanted to give you as well yeah, as a present. Cool. But, um, but yeah, so he's on my album, you know what I'm saying? And, and my album, the whole purpose of it was to bridge the gap and have, you know, my school, the old school, the new school, and all the schools all on tracks together and show that it's just, you know, as long as it's good music, it don't matter what generation you're from, from let's make yeah. good music, you know what I'm saying? And Press P's on there on a track with McGruff. I don't even remember McGruff. Yeah. Yes. Children of the Corn. Yeah. Graph's on that record. You know, Graph. Yeah, yeah. So it's Graph, McGruff, and Press P. Man, you still wow. talk to these people? Or you want to talk still to talk them? to them. Graph was on Drink Champs. Yeah. Graph was on Drink Champs. I yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that one yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's, you know, my thing is keeping relationships intact. And right. All right. the people that I dealt with throughout my mixtape career and everything we did, promotions and all that. Like, I always try to keep relationships intact. And this is, this is why we're here right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I truly do appreciate it. Yeah, I got OGs like King T, MCA from the West Coast. I got Cardinal Official from Canada. You know, I mean, I got, I got, I got, actually, I got um, Sean Price on there before yeah, he passed cool. away. He's on there. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. So I got a ton of artists on there. I got Spraga Benz. I got, you know, reggae artists. I mean, I got it all over. Now you got to get Audacity on it. There you go. Mm-hmm. What about you? The wow. artist, what's like the, oh, I didn't ask you the question. What's the, <laughs> read your mind, the, the though. I was going to make it up and go with it. I was going to go with it right there. Well, he's a boxer, wasn't he? What's the best artist that you went ahead and um, been around and, and actually went and, and saw perform? And Oh, man. Good fucking question, man. i tell you what. Um, well, I already said Karis one. Um, right. My favorite rapper of all time was Red Man. We see him every time in Miami. Right. But one that I was able, I mean, I, love Red Man. I, I, yeah. outside Red of outside of Nori, because Nori's always been the homie. But um, I want to go on and say Smith and Wesson. Oh, okay. okay. As yeah, far as interacted, yes. we right. never really like interacted with them. But I, we got a quick history when we started our our push mixtapes, um, little parties here and there. You know, I w- I called Bootcamp Click office in New York. Mm-hmm. Cause we were we were doing uh, the uh, album release party for Helter Skelter and um, OGC. Okay. So for me to call this number that's on the back of a mixtape, right, or phone number, to try it. And when I call, cause it was my duty, like he's doing his shit. Paul, call this number, make something happen. And and what up, Shucky Ducky? You know, and I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then we ended up talking. Then they sent us the info, they sent us the boxes, and we do the whole party. You know, years later, how can I be down? Right. Or maybe right, that same right. year, how can I be down? Smith and West is on the street. I get to talk to Rock. Um, rest in peace, Rock. But I get to talk to Rock for about a half hour by myself because everybody was in the Miami Beach was swarmed. Packed. Packed. Was that so, Memorial Day weekend yeah, or something? No, like, how can I be down? It's how can I be down? Right. The first thing that started that whole movement, movement that Miami it was Beach in is fighting insanity. Now. So <laughs> while we're all together, we're all separate. You know, we're all on a different area of the beach, and I happen to fall between. Um, Doodlebug from Diggable Planets and Rock. Oh, wow. So I'm there, right? 
while I'm finished that conversation, I see Daz, Daz Effects. Mm-hmm. I'm walking with Daz getting a drop for EFM. What's up, EFM? You get a drop. And then I, t- I finish the drop, and I hear, yo. And I look across the street, Karis One is in the car. Yo, Lying. holla at him. I tell Daz, hey, um, Crazy Dreads. Yo, oh, Chris no. talking to you. Like, if I know Chris, right? right. Yo, Chris, yo, Chris calling you. He was like, who? And he looks, and then they do their own thing. I run off. I see on um, Tech. Yo, Tech, let me get a shout-out. He get a shout-out for the thing. So that, from Shucky Ducky and all that little stuff, was, was to me, dope. To me, that was one of the things that always clicked, that, that I, we always run into everybody on the beach, mm-hmm. but the boot camp connection, it was always organic, like, you know, I don't have, I have a familiar face, and I mean that in a negative way, because people always want to fight me, but <laughs> Shuggy Ducky always shows love, and then that, that part of the crew always shows love, and I don't really think they recognize me, but I'm in the mix, so it just goes cool, it's just, it's just there, so, right. you know, I have to say Smith & Wesson and Boot Camp, word up. Okay, uh, I got to go ahead and give it up to your damn street team, period. Eddie included, because Eddie they used to. Everywhere. Oh my God. Everywhere. Your street team for Crazy Hood, right. who's crazy, was everywhere, especially right. Memorial Day weekend, wherever, wherever was popping off. So I would run to Eddie every damn time. Yo, what's up? E- hey, what's up, DJ? Yo, bra. Yo, New Kirk, what's up? And then this man would be passing out fly. He used to get down, man. Yeah. How's Eddie doing, man? He's good, man. He's good. Actually, he could talk about Eddie right now. I mean, Eddie, Eddie is, Eddie is parallel with the whole movement. You know, he's, he 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 breathes his own air. We give him his space, but he's still busy. He's still. Grinding. I mean, what you heard him say earlier is what our crew is about. You heard him saying that he was getting drops for me and this right. and that. Like, that's what Crazy Hood was. Like, you know, there would be no EFN without the whole crew crazy hood. Right. Because these guys, we will all go out. If it's 10 of us, then I'm getting nine drops back. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. and it wasn't me necessarily. It was these guys going out there and getting the drops. Right. Eddie was out in the streets a lot. Eddie was responsible for a lot of the freestyles I got on my mixtapes. I'll yeah. be like, yo, Eddie, I'll send him with marching orders. Here's the four track. <laughs> yeah. This person's going to be we there. We was like the walking dead. We, was, we were all Negan. You know, he goes, we all... Every yes. year. Yeah. I mean, like, every year yeah, this there. man was there. Like... Cause we had a spot right there. What was that? Um, that hotel. We were sit right there on the dag going front, and uh, we were just sit down, kick right. back. What was it called? The Marlin. The Marlin. Marlin. Yeah. Yep. Read your mind. Yeah. Yep. The Marlin. We were just sit back and chill out. Them, <laughs> and I would see them coming through all the dag on time. I had to get up and go down there, and then they start taking over the damn Marlin. She. I'm gonna let you tell them what you did to um uh, Twister. So. We were in the Marlin, and Twista had an album release party. Right. So I'm sitting there. I'm talking to his DJ, his telling cousin, him now I produce and everything. At the time, well, right now, my name is Audacity. That's what I go by. I was going by the name Finesse at the time. And he comes, sits down a seat over from me, and I have my water on the, in the chair between us. He goes to grab my water, and I was like, that's mine. I didn't realize it was Twista. So I'm like, oh, that's my water. So I go ahead, grab it, and I, I look over, and DJ walks up to me. He's like, don't you know that was just Twista? Because he walked away afterwards water. and sat down at the damn bar instead of him being in this VIP area because we were sitting in the VIP area. And she grabbed him like, yo, that's my water. That's my seat. So, she- so the next day, he, we, we come back. back. We come back, all right? So it's now the Key, uh, Key Magazine party. He's yeah. there for it as well, right? All right. So he's busy around trying to follow my friend around. Now, mind you, she's pregnant. 
He trying to follow her around. And her dude is there too. So he's trying to follow her around. He's trying to get her phone number the whole entire time. So me and her, we walk over to we walk over to the bar. And then my other friend, she comes up too. So him, he's out, he's actually DJing. Cause he filled in for um he filled in for uh, Lauren Hill's DJ. Lauren Hill's DJ that day. Yeah. All right. So he's down there DJing. And me and my friends, we staying over at the stand over at the bar. I look over and they're like, I'm like, look, I'm like, look, Felicia. He keep looking at you. He keeps staring at you. He's still trying to get your phone number. So she watched. We're like, he gets up, and I guess he goes to the bathroom whenever. So we sit down where he's at. He comes back. I'm already pouring his alcohol, everything into our cups, sitting up there. And he's like, looks at me and like, what? And I'm like, this is our seat now. And he goes, walks over to the bar and sits there and just like, and just looking at us the whole entire time. Oh, like, they were like, Angela, you just pumped him. Good. He out. was feeling good that night. He was feeling good that night. That's foul. Yeah, foul. it was foul. I'm back here DJing and shit. Out yeah, he fouled out Twister. All of the Twister, all of the DJ Cuz, because DJ yeah, Cuz was still like, yo, come up, come up to Shy um, Town and you could come, you know, come to our studio, record, right. whatever. So it was all love with them still afterwards. Dope. Now, have you turned in your t? I mean, have you turned in your turntables right now for media right quick? No, not at all. I mean, I'm not an active DJ like I was before in that sense. But mm-hmm. my turntables, that's that is who I am. You know? Right. So I still got, unfortunately, thirty thousand records in my crib, <laughs> and, um, and I just moved them, and it's horrible. And no, no, I mean uh, that's that's. Always gonna be who I am, DJ EFA. You know now, do you do any parties anymore, or not, or not just parties? No, I haven't. Maybe? I haven't done, but but the powers that be, because of all the stuff going on with Drink Champs, might bring. I might dust off the the, the tables and go out in, in public and start yeah, spinning. Might have again. to buy some new needles. No, no, yeah. I got I got amazing needles. <laughs> shout, shout out to Staten. Shout out. But no, no, I mean, yeah, I might I might go out there and start doing some more things, uh, you know, in public again. But, I mean, I paid my dues, man. I was DJing Let me tell you, forever. when he gets back to DJing, I'm going to stand in line and pay that ticket, too. Yeah. Because my brother, I but I still want to see him DJ. I remember when he was a DJ. He was, you are still great. Right. I know you are, because if it's in your blood and it's in your daggone techniques, I know right. you can still go ahead and do it. Right, right, right. So right. I'm looking forward to seeing that as well, and I would pay to go ahead and see it, too. That's right. Yeah. Huh? I appreciate that. So uh, I know I know you go ahead and con- uh, continue to build your uh, Who's Crazy film, and now we got Who's Crazy Sports. And- right, Crazy Hood Film Academy, Dream Champ Sports, yep. Yep. So what's next for Crazy Hood? I mean, well, we just yeah. started, you know, with the film, well, we got Coming Home, the documentary series. Right. Got, the, and I wanted to yeah, go ahead so and we, say we, that. You beat me to it. I want to say that. Yeah, we filmed. <laughs> we got the series. We got uh, the, the first one was Cuba, uh, Haiti, Peru. Peru. Uh, Vietnam, and now we're in post-production with Colombia. And right now I'm shopping the series. It's you know I'm trying to get it as a weekly episodic series that comes out every week on TV. So that's that's our goal right now, and that's that's probably what's going to be next. But so but immediately to, we got coming home Colombia next. Right. Are you trying to take it to another daggone place other than Revolt? Are you just or do you just want to go it ahead just, and it depends make it? Who's going to be the best partner? It, if you want to have it every single week. That right. means you're going to be flying out to different countries every single week, right? No, not necessarily. No? We not film, we'll film it in one shot, and then it'll just come out in one shot. You know? Oh, okay. I'm saying so. Like, we'll so, yeah, be, jumping from here to there to yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we'll there, film there, it. There, we'll there. take three months, and we'll film the series, and then it'll come out. It'll be edited, and it'll come out for whatever. What's, what's the best country you went to so far? I know you Columbia. went to Cuba. Colombia? No, nah, nah, well, that's for him. For, he's Colombian. That's why. <laughs> there, there is no best country. Each country had its unique thing that is special to that country. 
and and I appreciate every country for what it, you know for what we were able to do there and, and and the people that we met and all the artists are amazing that we've met in every single country. So there's not one that stands out to be honest with you. Have you had any fear when you was inside these countries um, like Colombia because they be kidnapping? Nah, Colombia was cool. I mean, we went into. I mean, we go into the hood. Uh, there was one minute in Peru where we went into this one area called Callao that the guns came out. Mm-hmm. For one second, we were a little nervous, but yeah. then it was good. And then in Haiti, we went to Cite Sole. We went to Simon Pele, which okay. is like the slums in Haiti. And mm-hmm. that was a little, little nerve-wracking for a second. But I don't know, man. I feel like I, I'm one of those people. It's like, you know when you get in a plane? Mm-hmm. And if you're scared of, I mean, I don't know if you're scared of flying, yeah. but the way yeah. I look at flying is like once you're in the air, it's out of your control. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's no sense in being scared anymore. It's like if you if it's gonna crash, it's gonna crash. Yeah. So you might as well just be like, yo, I'm in the plane. Let me have a drink. Let me eat. Let me you know watch gotta, a movie. Yeah. You know I gotta fly this week, right? Well, I I'm just go saying, like you good. Kids, man. But that's the way I look at. You no, know, man, you got me scared. Not, not nah, nah. That's ahead. the way I look at, 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 at these situations. <laughs> like once right. I, I commit and I go and we're in the and you know we go into the hood or whatever. Like, I just, it's like, I'm already there. So there's no point in being scared. Like, I just rely on what I'm there for and what I know. And I, and I know hip-hop. I know what I'm there to do. And that's what I'm relying on. And usually that intercultural reaction, you know, interaction between the artists and the people that we're dealing with right. is what keeps us good. Now, will that do, will it keep us good forever? I don't know. Right. You know, there could be that variable that goes wrong. But as of right now, we've, you know, it's been, it's been great and we've been safe. Can you um, explain to the people what coming home is and what it's about? I know it's about hip hop, but what is it truly, truly like? What is your aspect that you want people to understand from coming home? If it's coming home, Colombia, Cuba, Peru, whatever it may be, what do you want people to understand from that? Coming home is simply a docu series where we go to different countries and we explore the country through the scope of hip hop. So. It's the easy. It's the easy explanation is I say Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain goes to different countries, and he explores countries through the scope of food because he's a chef. So, although you, if you watch a, an Anthony Bourdain, you're learning about the country, about the politics, about the history of the country. But usually he's eating over a plate of food, and they're talking about the food as well because that's what he knows. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try and do the same thing in coming home, but through hip hop. So right. we're 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 eating, we're learning about the country, but it's all through MCs, DJs, B boys. Yeah. So that's what it is, man. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's a Spanish country or if it's a, a country from Haiti, you just go ahead Asian, and translate yeah. Asian or whatever. You just go ahead and translate. Hip hop is international. It's it everywhere. You just translate the dialect, basically. Right. So, okay. And we have the common language of hip hop. Right. Why did Drink Champs leave CBS? That's what we want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, so while we were, CBS was great to us. Just, yeah, I heard y'all say that like 17 times. Yeah, now, CBS <laughs> was great to us. Um, they were amazing. They were going through some changes and we were going through some changes. Oh, okay. So we had a, a contract with them that it was, you know, like, um, what's the word for it again? Uh, first right of refusal. You know that, you know what that means? No, let me, let's, I mean, I think I do. I'm going to want to go ahead and act like is a situation is like when your contract is going to end, we only had a one year contract with them anyways. Right. When your contract is going to end, it, it could like automatically renew itself. But if you have a better deal, you have to give whoever you have the current deal with an opportunity to match it or give a better deal. Okay. Right? So we had a audio and a video deal with them. 
Okay. So then we had the situation where Revolt come in, where Revolt came back. We did two deals. We had one deal, a test deal with Revolt for six episodes. And then, damn, we got mammoth like flies out here. Like, <laughs> we attracting flies. We must have some, some sugar out here. Yeah. Um, so we did the first test episodes with them, and, and everything went really well. And then they came back, and they're like, yo, we want to do 50 episodes with you guys. And so this is the deal, the new deal, right? Mm-hmm. This is as our contract's ending with CBS. So CBS, we were like, look, man, so on the video side, this is our deal with, with that Revolt's offering. You guys have to match it or do better. They won how many episodes here? 50. Woo! So Revolt, was, I mean, CBS was like, can't do that. Can't right. do that. You know what I'm saying? So it still would have left us an opportunity to stay with them on the audio side. Right. But um, then it's just like, you know what, guys? Like, let's just part ways, you know, because they really were looking forward to doing more the video with us because they, they were doing well with our video right. on YouTube alone. Right. So we were just like, you know what, guys? You know, you guys are doing different things. They were going through restructuring on their side. We're just going to move on, you know what I'm saying? And they, and they were like, we want you guys to move on because we want you guys to, to be able to do as much as you can with, mm-hmm. with what's going on. They were happy for us, you right. know what I'm saying? So, and, and props to them for that, you know, because... It's, Without being, like, sore it's people. It's mature of them, yeah. you know, like... Like, you know, like, we're going in a different direction because they, they got bought out. CB- Actually, it's not even really CBS anymore. They're calling themselves CBS Radio, but they got bought by a new company oh. that, is, that separates them from the bigger CBS. Oh. So they were like, yo, we're going through some new shit, so just go ahead and do you. Do you. you know what I'm saying? And right. so we went with Revolt, and then now we're audio partners with a company called Audio Boom. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. You know, we heard that the whole Jay-Z 4-4 full rundown from you guys right and that's the reason why y'all left because y'all wanted y'all masters but that is that is the funny <laughs> shit is that i didn't realize that but when, i mean i did realize it. when we were with cbs they owned the rights to our content right. this new the new uh well revolt owns the video content so that deals that audio partner they don't we own our audio content mm. so but it's if you think about it, it's really confusing so like video is owned by revolt right Audio's on the video, but the audio's owned by, we own the audio. It's just. Oh, man, yeah. Now that we talk about Revolt, shout out to Shaheem Reed. Yeah, Shaheem Reed's yeah. the man. Big up Shaheem Reed, yeah, man. He, he showed love to us. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, no, yeah he's supposed man. to get on the podcast, too. And yeah, Ramon, shout out to Shaheem, man. Pace, Zach, everybody at, at, at Revolt. At Revolt, yeah. Man. Definitely. And I and mean. Puff, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, Puff, definitely. I mean, like, while I was listening to. Uh, a breakfast club and you were on with nori right and uh nori was saying that people don't give revolt enough um enough material or revolt don't credit the, you mean. enough credit but enough material too because it's but then um uh dj um you know uh envy envy dj envy said like they don't really take care of it the way they're supposed to so have you ran into any hiccups with them so far with revolt yeah I mean, you're going to run into hiccups with any company you deal with that you're doing business with. But True. every they're a young network, but they care about the culture. You know what I'm saying? We know a lot of these guys from their previous jobs. Like my boy Ramon was at MTV before that. Shaheem mm-hmm. at, at XXL. Right. And, you know, working with Ross and, and, and now with Bust as well. So, I mean, I just think that we can trust them more because they're they of understand. and from the culture. Right. Right. So, they understand the culture. They understand the culture. Some people don't. So business is always going to be business. There's going to be hiccups in business, you know? Okay. Okay. So 
CVS itself, you know what I'm saying, is still a good company, but right now you guys aren't associated. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we're, cool. we're no longer with them. Yeah. But okay. Shout out to the, everybody at CBS. Yeah, shout out to CBS. I'm coming. <laughs> no. Get over there. Play dot it. <laughs> so what keeps you focused? I mean, the focus is just it's it's simple. Um, I dedicated my life to this. I've invested a lot of time and efforts and money into this. Um, and I do believe that I'm gonna see it all the way through. Like whatever you invest in, you know, you got to go through. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. And you got to see it all the way through. And it's not easy. Like, no matter what anybody thinks, like, some people might be discovering me for the first time on Drink Champs. Right. But I've been here forever. I've been doing my work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so my focus is just that. It's just like, I know what I'm trying to do. I've been doing it. It's mm-hmm. nothing new. You know what I'm saying? Drink Champs, ain't, it ain't like an anomaly. It's like, I've had several successes whether they be they're not as big as drink champs mm-hmm. but right. i've had several successes you know throughout my career and i know that you can't get like hype off of one success you just got to keep working and make sure that what each success brings you to the next success right so i just stay focused on that and i just want to build a solid foundation that provides a living for myself right. my family you know what i'm saying and 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 that's it for me you know what i'm saying and, and just do things that I feel good about. You know what I'm saying? One thing that I'll, I'll never do anything that morally I don't feel right about. Right. Period. Did you ever think hip-hop would take you this far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I bet on it. Yeah. I actually bet on it. Yeah. So I, I, I had to thought that hip-hop was going to take me this far. Because everybody, like even my father, when I was growing up, I was not going to be here and... You know, start growing up, you got two light crew, all that extra stuff. You took the tape, broke it, all that extra stuff. But um, they didn't think that hip-hop would go ahead and last this long. No, I, I knew it. I knew it was. I, I did, too. I you did know too. what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, did I know it was going to be... Well, no, actually, I'm, I'm not... I, I was aspiring for national success. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But as long as I could at least make a footprint locally right. in my city, that was good enough for me, too, as well. But... But I, I bet I bet on it taking me this far, and there's more to go. Like, there's no no doubt about it that this is not this is not it. Like, it's got to continue and it's got to grow. And you know, like, don't get it twisted. Like, like you know, like like yo, like Biggie said. And I'm not telling you that I'm paid like that. But but whenever there's more money injected into the situation, more, more problems. problems. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And that is so real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to navigate those problems. And you got to make even more money because even the more money you make, the more money is being trying to taken away from you. Right. right. So you get left with the same money you started you with. Started with. Yeah. So you got to even make triple, quadruple, six times that, you know, have the right people around you. And, and that's just the name of the game. But, but at the end of the day, all that matters to me is doing the things that feel right to me, that, that I do naturally and not ever faking anything and not trying to be somebody I'm not or, or doing something else or trying to, adjust myself to be relevant to the culture today like i want to be me who i am who i have been you know what i'm saying if it ain't relevant to you know if i'm not relevant then so be it that's what right. it is you know what i'm saying was there ever a situation like maybe a deal that you had got into that you felt like it was something that was worth it and then at the end you were like maybe i shouldn't have did it yeah i mean there's been a couple times that that's happened i, I was involved in this company um i don't want to name any names to be honest with you but okay. i was involved right. with this record label locally that was involved in the adult industry. 
and, okay. and they had a record label. And um, I was involved in that record label. And they had a lot of money. You right. know, and it was, and, and I'm not going to lie, I was excited because I had nothing to do with the adult side of it. Right. I was dealing with the music side. But then the people from the adult side of the company that oversaw the whole thing and that paid us right. were in control of everything. And they didn't have the same morals or same understanding of the culture that I did right. or cared about the culture. Mm. So there was conflict there. Yeah. And I was bumping heads with these people. And it got to a point where it was like, you got, like, like somebody got to give. Like, I got to go or whatever the hell. You know, like, they, they actually offered me to, because they were, these guys were worth millions of dollars, right? Okay. So they were actually hating on me because one of the deals that I made when I came into their company is I'm still going to keep my company. My comp- I'm not going to get rid of my company. They wanted your company. Well, no, what happened was they were asking me, like, yo, why is your company with no money? doing all these other things over here on the side. Right. And our company with millions of dollars ain't doing none of the stuff you're doing. Like, we can't even do that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, it's integrity. It's, it's you got to pay your dues. Like, you can't yeah. just come in with money. People going to take your money, but it doesn't yeah. mean that they're going to respect you and they're going to build with you and they're really going to care about and nurture the relationship. Right. So there was a lot of conflict. And long story short, you know, I was uh, – I don't want to say I was let go from the company. I was like, I walked away. They offered me a deal to be like, get rid of your company, come full time with us right. for a certain amount of money. And I was like, nah. And they were like, well, then you got to go. And I was like, then I got to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, and, I, and I walked away. How did you feel about uh, Prodigy passing? I mean, horrible, man. Like, that was untimely death. Um, yeah, I feel like that's it. It's just untimely. It was, it was it's horrible for the culture. He, he had a lot more to do for us, and it just sucked, man. But I heard it wasn't the sickle cell necessarily that killed cell? him. It was the sickle cell that put him in the hospital. Okay. But something else happened in the hospital that, that just was just unfortunate. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, he was an actual great rapper, man. A lot of people nah, mad at him D, because come of that. on, man. Yeah. He was That's the, just... one of the best daggone yeah, groups ever. On, but with them, Wu-Tang, like the, I mean. That whole movement, man. Yeah. yeah. Yo. You guys had T.K. Kirkland on Drink Champs. And how do you feel about having T.K. Kirkland? Because he has so much with hip-hop and just him being a comic. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that much about him until we did the show with him. And I was amazed. Like, the whole him opened up for N.W.A. and all that right. stuff yeah. was crazy. Uh, no, nah, he's hilarious, man. And it, was a, it, it was a pleasure to have him on. Like, it was just, just a fun episode with him. All right. Well, we want to ask you about the, cra- I mean, the craziest person in the whole wide world that we have to deal with to this day is going to be Donald Trump. Okay. So how you feel about Donald Trump sitting here and being, one, our president, number two, sitting here firing everybody in his daggone White House <laughs> and then messing up. You could tell it's like a scandal and like everything's all messed up. Right. I mean, look, I, I can't believe to this day we're sitting here with the president being Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. I feel like it's an ulterior universe that we're in. Yeah. Um, it's a joke. To me, it's a joke. And the joke's on us. And but you know what? Our political establishment is such it's been so corrupt and so bad for so long. Right. Right. That it was the joke was being set up yeah. for it to happen. <laughs> you know, like it, right. it, it's not actually we shouldn't be surprised that it would lead to a Donald Trump because it's only right that 
it's so bad and so corrupted for so long that someone like Donald Trump would just easily walk in there. And, that, and that's I what just still, I still can't believe it. I ain't gonna. I mean, I believe it now because he's there, but I still can't believe it that we actually, as American people, gave him the opportunity to take over the United States of America. I mean, you got to look. There's a lot of reasons why it happened. I mean, we. I mean, I'm, there's too many to even speak on. But the simplest reason is that Middle America, White America, has been losing their america for several decades now and they're just watching you know with the rise of hip-hop and the rise you know of the the immigration and 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 just people just inner mixed kids happening like they're just like white people are losing you know saying (laughs) like they are losing so that's to me is just that's like one of the easiest like reasons why they would be like this guy is, t- he's speaking our language. He's saying all the right shit. Kick the Mexicans out. You know, right. he, the other day he was talking to police. He's like, beat up the motherfuckers when you fucking capture them. Like, yeah, he's really? talking, yeah, 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 he's talking crazy shit. Like, oh, so shit. I just think that, you know, don't get it twisted. Like, although we live in the outskirts of America and it's, and it's diverse, middle America is still not as diverse. Right. And still the majority is white America. Right. You know, they're losing ground, but they still, as of right now, are the majority and they voted him. And I think that also they also felt like, all right, we already tried with, we, you know, we gave you Obama. Right. And they're like, ah, we're taking it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so. I mean, everybody wasn't hurting with Obama. It's like a lot of people that was truly hurt. I mean, still, I mean, I think we just haven't felt the wrath yet. I think there's still it's more just, to come. D.C. is just all fucked up. Even with Obama, man, like, like yeah. we got to be yeah. real. Like, even yeah. with he Obama, did more for more people. it's not even his fault. It's just he went into a system that's fucked up to start with. Yeah. True. So he can't do much in that system either. Yeah. Right. So how do you really expect him to get take care of something yeah. that was just so messed up from the beginning? And just in general, like, look, whether it be Obama or Clinton or Bush or whoever, I think people that take those roles in politics, you're going to be corrupted, man. It's corruption in that. It is. To get it to is. that level, to get to the White House, that road is corrupt. Right. No matter what color, what culture, whatever, it's bad. So uh, Obama had to do some things to probably get up in. Obama said that he was thankful that Michelle yeah. didn't leave him after, after they left the White House. Yeah. So she had, cause she, had, uh, she had to go ahead and deal with everything inside the White House after she did her job. She, she said, I'm surprised my wife ain't leaving. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. But, I mean, we just got to survive, hopefully, the the next four years with this dude. And But in all reality, man, I look at it as Rome, and we might be at the end of our, of our you know. You think we're going to go to war? That's what scares me with Trump, because I feel like the more we push Trump, where we're going to be able to kick him out, like with the Russia scandal or whatever stupid scandal we find on him. And he's going to push that button. He's just going to be like war because war is going to change the Everything. whole game. Right. Nobody's going to think about those stupid scandals. Right. He's going to focus on war. Right. And that's what scares me about Trump. And I just and even they were saying this is official. The other day he was talking on Twitter and he was like, I'm going to do an announcement and I'm going to say some important shit. And all the generals in the Pentagon were scared that he was actually going to declare war on North Korea via Twitter. What? Oh my God! So they were. Imagine these official generals were like <gasps> looking at Twitter, like the timeline, and then he decided to say that uh, 
uh, transgender people and gay people can't join the military. But that's crazy, man. He went ahead and did that where they're fighting for the United States of America. I don't have anything. Whatever he said any- isn't even law, though. He just said it. It's he not just even said law it. Yet. Yeah, yeah he can't law. do it. But he wants to go ahead and pass something yeah, like that. Is. You know he what I'm saying? He tries to pass so, a whole bunch of stuff, but he ain't going to get passed. Yeah, President Agent <laughs> Orange. Don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> Small he's hands. Just, he's just going to kill us all. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Him. Mike Epps, you guys have Mike Epps on Hilarious. the Jaguar show and had me cracking that was the hell. One, that's oh, another great man. episode. I felt like I had a, the, the, a comedy show right in front of me, like right this close. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, yes. oh my God. Listen, I freaking, was dying. Uh, um, uh, oh my gosh. Larry Dog was like Mike Epps, like is the one that actually helped him get on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So we had him on the podcast and he told us that. I was like, what? But Mike Epps is a hilarious dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't see other comedians. Nah, Mike Epps is fun. And he's natural funny. Yeah. Like, it ain't, you know, like, like he's just talking, and then the way he talks is just so funny, man. Yeah, I was dying. Like, my boys were like, I know you was really laughing because of the way that I was laughing. Like, I was like, like, just they know my real laugh. Right. And I was laughing. Like, it shit was hilarious. <laughs> but wh- who's your favorite comedian, if you mind me asking? That you actually go ahead and applaud for it. Go ahead and be out there for oh, it, no matter what. Because I done met Cat Williams. We went to see Cat Williams. That mother was funny, too. I mean, everybody has their, like, phase where they're the funniest and then they're not. Yeah, right. they fall off. So I'll just, I'll just revert back to, I mean, I, used, I, mean, I love. My, actually, actually, it's very easy, to be honest with you. My, one of my favorite comedians slash actors of all times is Robin Williams. Okay. I, you know, straight up, hands down, I think he's hilarious and I think he's a great actor. You know, rest in peace to Robin Williams. Yeah, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's one of Robin my favorite Williams. of all time. Was Garcia one of your first artists? Or no. The Alliance, which Weird Thoughts was a part of. Weird Thoughts okay. was actually the first group that I ever managed and produced was a group called Poetic Symbols um, with my boy Big Drain, who's our, actually the photographer now for Drink Champs. Mm. And um, it was him. Uh, They're doing some good videos too, man. Yeah, the visuals. Well. Yeah, visuals is great. Yeah, Drain. Yeah, who are the other people? My boy Danny, and then I forget my other homeboy's name. But they were the first, and then after that, that was like '93, '94, and then the Alliance '95, '96, and I and we put that group out, and we actually had a single with Nori Capone Noriega, which Weird Thoughts was a part of that, and then Garcia came after that, and he was a part of the, like after that movement after that. Um, Garcia's doing videos now, right? Yeah, he just did the new. He did the both Kodak Black videos that came out, but he just the the one that just came out yesterday, where Kodak Black's a, a character, a cartoon character, is an amazing video actually. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, oh, I just saw it today for the first. It came out yeah, yesterday. I'm about to check that out. But you I gotta hit me with Garcia info. Yeah, man. yeah. Garcia's doing incredible stuff as a, as, a, great, as a music man. video director. He's working with Gil Green closely, okay. and and he's doing a lot of things. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really happy for you to go ahead and join us here. No, thank you for behind having me. Backstage. You know what I'm saying? It's an honor to go ahead and have you as thank well you, as, you know. Um, Weird Thoughts. Thank AKA you. Icky, AKA Icky, a.k.a. Icky. Paul. A.k.a. Dream Chance Sports. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, man. I ain't going to hold you up anymore. I'm going to just go ahead. We kill it right now because we're going to have to do a part two. Okay, Always no going to be a part two. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Please be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Behind Backstage. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. If you need to reach us, you can hit us at BehindBackstagePodcast at gmail.com. And as always, if anything else or you want something else, then go bother somebody else. Peace.